All right, you're in? Uh, yes, hello. All right, thanks. Ready? My, yeah, my computer, wait, hold on. It's bugging. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Sideline Podcast. Once again, I'm Charlie Eden along with Aton Levy. Yo. Today, we got another great episode for you guys. We're talking about Super Bowl preview and a little bit of the conference championship games. That's all kind of one thing. Some of the quarterback market, Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, best fits, etc. And a little bit of NBA, some James Harden trade, see how that's going, and a little bit of Eastern Conference stuff. So first off, we're going to do the Super Bowl preview, the biggest headline in sports in the next week and a half will be the Super Bowl, of course. So first off, Kansas City, what's the, what's the biggest key for them? I think... For Kansas City, I think they really need to get to Brady. I mean, we've seen Brady kind of crumble down when being sacked a lot. Even though the Packers got to him a lot last game, I mean, he still obviously was able to succeed. But they just got to keep on applying pressure. The Bucks do have a very good O-line. Um, but And they also really got to capitalize on those third downs on defense. Um, we've, like, we, they got to – you got to look back at – at Brady and the Bucks offense towards the middle of the season where honestly all of us probably thought they were they were overrated and weren't gonna do as well. But I guess now they're in the Super Bowl. Um and offensively, I mean, just like stick to what they're doing. They they might have the best offense of all time, to be honest. So I don't see what to what to change, right? Uh I wouldn't say they have the best offensive offense all time in terms of actual playing. Maybe talent wise they do, but there's no reason I don't I don't even think they're the best offense in the Super Bowl. Really? You would say the Oh, Tampa? oh, sorry, sorry. My bad, my bad. I got confused. Yes. Kansas City is the best offense of all time. Not talent-wise, but playing-wise. Yeah. I think the Bucks have more talent, but I, maybe it's Andy Reid then. But I do think the Chiefs have the, better, have the better offense overall. Yeah. One thing, one thing I would be excited for, I guess is the best phrase to use if I was the Chiefs, is if you look back on the, the Buccaneers – Packers game, the conference championship. The Bucks threw a pick on three straight possessions. Out of yeah. those three picks, the Packers scored six points. The Chiefs are not going to score six points off three picks. No, if you're throwing, if you're throwing three interceptions on three straight possessions, the Chiefs are probably going to drop at least two touchdowns on you. hundred percent. So, like you were saying, if if they force Tom Brady into bad throws and the defense shows up. There's no way the Buccaneers are going to win this game because the Buccaneers are not fast enough to keep up with Kansas City in terms of scoring. We saw the time they played earlier this season when Tyree Kill had a, a, some ridiculous amount of yards in the first half. Kansas City was just dominating the first half because they were just they were scoring quickly and the Bucs couldn't keep up. And every time the Chiefs got back on the field, they scored a touchdown. Yeah, that's a great that's a great pointer to make. They they really got to limit their turnovers and we've seen Brady throw a lot of picks in Super Bowls before um like against the the Eagles or the Falcons and he he obviously came back in one of those two games but yeah they really do have to control their their turnovers because that's a really big factor you know sports games are are won by opposing human error that's just how it works and this is definitely going to be these both these teams are really good so that's obviously going to be the deciding factor. I mean, these are the two best teams in the, the NFL. Um, and, yeah, I would say that Tampa, their pointers are on offense. Again, like, just to to keep on consistently, like, getting into a groove. Um, they, they love the run game for some reason. Like, they like to start off with the run game. So if they get Leonard Fournette um, get going, that would be amazing for them. I mean, we've really seen the emergence of Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones take the back seat. I guess that's the kind of backfield that they're riding. They're going to see, like, kind of who's hot. Um, and on defense for the Bucks, I mean, just hold on for dear life, I guess. Um, the Like, look at the offense you're playing. I think they do have a very good defense up front and in the middle, and especially in the secondary. Um, I would try and keep the Chiefs out of the middle. Um, Travis Kelsey is very good at reading zone defenses. And kind of settling, we always see it on first and second and tens. Um, but the the Buccaneers probably do have the best linebacking core with Levante David, um, Devin White, 
and even their paths like J- Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaquille Barrett. Um, so if they do keep them out of the middle of the field, I think they're really going to make things at least a little more difficult um, for the Chiefs. Yeah, a big piece of that also in terms of keeping up with the Chiefs is going to be is going to be two two big things. One, we've seen a lot of different Tom Brady's in Super Bowls. Against the Eagles, he's thrown for like 500 yards. He he was the better quarterback in that game, although Nick Foles did end up winning. He was he that was one of the best quarterback games ever, if not the best quarterback game ever. And we also saw like the first half of the Falcons game where he's throwing a ton of interceptions and turn the ball over, not running the offense smoothly. So a big, a big piece of that is going to be Tom Brady has to not do the turnovers. Obviously, it's a terrible way to say it, but he has to, can't turn the ball <laughs> over. He's got to keep up with Patrick Mahomes because, Walt, I would argue Tom Brady still is in some, some part of his prime, but he's no longer the best quarterback in the league. I think Patrick Mahomes has taken that title from him. So he, he has to keep up with Patrick Mahomes, who's faster, younger, probably has more energy, runs a quicker offense. And then the second major piece I would say is they have to be able to jump on the Chiefs defensively if the Chiefs do this thing that they've done a couple times this season where they start really slow and for the, maybe the first half and even the first three quarters or the first half of the third quarter, it feels like the team is really beatable. So if the Chiefs, if the Chiefs jump uh, – if the Chiefs – don't jump out to that quick big time touchdowns and they're playing the first half like a like a mediocre team the bucks really have to jump on that defensively which kind of is what you were saying in terms of just slowing down the offense overall yeah i mean i'm looking at back at some of the stats from their super bowls like one that really stood out to me was against the carolina panthers in the early 2000s i mean he he put up great numbers 32 for 48 354 yards three touchdowns and one interception and that is a game that, like, if he plays like that, it's, he's putting the Bucks in a really good position to win, you know. Um, but I, it's so hard to just talk poorly on the Chiefs and like expect them to lose. It's just, it's so hard to talk about, you know. Like, yeah, it really a great is. Team. It honestly looked like they were gonna lose last week, for the first like quarter and a half, maybe. They were they were down nine nothing at the end of the first quarter. And then they just jump back. So that kind of points to what I was saying. Like, the Chiefs might start slow. And if they do, you can you got to jump on that and not let up. The reason the Bills ended up losing is because they went up 9 nothing, and then the Chiefs went up 21-9. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing that can really happen in this game is getting into a shootout with the, with the Chiefs, you know? Like right, because the Chiefs are going to be – the Chiefs can probably beat any team in the league in the, in. In a shootout. Yeah, 100%. I think but Brady, like Brady is still throwing – he's been throwing the ball really nice. There's a, there's a point during the season where maybe he was the worst QB on deep throws, but it obviously looks like he's got it back. And maybe he's got – he's definitely still has some of that magic left in him. I feel like he – like I, we're maybe forgetting how good Brady has been in the Super Bowls um, and like how really good he is in the playoffs in general. I think you got to get the ball into their playmakers' hands. I see Gronk obviously playing well. Him and Brady have always had a good connection. He's always getting a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, and they get into Godwin. I mean, that's what they've been doing for the this this whole like kind of second half of the season. When I've been watching them a lot, like they like to throw a lot of short routes, a lot of screen plays. Like there was a play against the Packers, maybe third and fourteen, at the beginning of the game yesterday, where. Um, they just threw a quick slant to Godwin, and they got blockers, and he was patient enough, and he got a first down. That it seems like that's what they're gonna do. I mean, this this offense just seems to be in a really good sync right now. You have Antonio Brown, a deep threat, and and like also a true playmaker who could do well really off screens, and Godwin, who's kind of like a mid to deep threat, and then you have Mike Evans, who's just kind of all over the field. He's a really good red zone threat. So yeah, yeah. Also, another piece of the offense. That's gonna that's gonna really have to work is the run game, because that is how the Buccaneers have any hope of slowing the game down. Meaning, if they're going into this big shootout mode, and the game is getting a little quick for the Buccaneers, the run game is how they're gonna slow it down. Fournette was pretty solid uh, in the 
in the championship game against the Packers, Ronald Jones Jr. was Ronald Jones the second. Sorry, was not pretty solid. He was pretty bad. So yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be down to which one of those running backs can they lean on when they when they have to slow the game down. Yeah, I mean they just can't get this game away from them. Like we've seen the Chiefs done it do it so many times. Like they cannot lose their momentum going into the the, the fourth quarter. Like I think it's gonna be a relatively close game. But we've seen a lot in, like, the third and fourth quarter where the Chiefs just, like, turn on the Jets and they, like, walk away, like, just with a W and winning by a lot of points. I think the Bucks are going to have to really keep up with them and slow them down at the back end of the game. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think the biggest question of the Super Bowl, though, honestly has nothing to do with the actual game itself and more of the legacies. So let's say the Buccaneers win. Do you think it would still be possible for Patrick Mahomes – to ever take the title of GOAT? I mean, it's, I, think, I think everybody who watches football knows he's capable of that. Like, I think it's super capable. Even if he loses this, yeah, I mean, Brady's lost Super Bowls before. Like, everybody's lost a Super Bowl pretty much. Right, but I think it's different if you lose to the guy that you're trying to take the title from. It's like True. if Jordan, if, if prime Jordan was somehow – put back into the NBA and him and LeBron faced off in the championship and then LeBron d- beat Michael Jordan. We would undoubtedly say that LeBron is the goat and vice versa. Yeah. So I, I mean, think, I think that same idea applies here. I think if Tom Brady comes out and as the underdog beats Patrick Mahomes and not in his prime and, and on the tail end of his prime, how could anyone look down 12 years from now and look at Patrick Mahomes and say, yeah, this guy is really the best of all time. Because we're, all we're going to be thinking is, well, actually, the w- one time they played in the Super Bowl, you know, Tom Brady made him pay. That's a very good question. I mean, maybe he won't ever be. Maybe he'll put up insane regular season numbers and maybe win two or three more Super Bowls, but he'll never be the GOAT. And that also gives Brady, what, seven rings? Brady yeah. might be, like, if he wins that, he might be the best – athlete or at least sports player of all time like really yeah. i can't think yeah. of anybody else you can't think like jordan doesn't have seven rings jordan yeah. never played for that long jordan was like i don't know but i'm mostly focused on if the chiefs win right i think mahomes is i think he's at least the top 20 qb of all time if he wins this game i mean you're saying through like four years in his career he would Three, still be a top. His damn career. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. You have two Super Bowls with the numbers that he has. You actually, I actually agree with that. I think you could definitely make that argument. That he'd be top looked, twenty. I looked it up with my father. Um, how many QBs have won um, more than uh, one Super Bowl? And it was around, I think, maybe twelve or thirteen. And you, you could talk about like all like the crap QBs too, who aren't really top top fifteen, like. Mahomes makes that list. Yeah, he and definitely in his, does. In his third year, as third year as a starter, yeah, third year as a, as a real starter. Yeah, it would be it would be insane. So if if Patrick Mahomes beats Tom Brady, then twelve years down the line, if Patrick Mahomes keeps this up, we would undoubtedly say that Patrick Mahomes is the goat. Yeah, I mean, as I, long as he hits, as long as he hits six rings. I don't even think he needs to hit six rings, to be honest. I think I I think I think the championships matter. So I, I think, think if he doesn't matter, have six rings, it's going to be a much matter, harder argument. But I also think that Mahomes will put up better numbers than Brady has over his career, like going down the line. So I really don't think, like maybe like maybe even like three or four, and I think he'd be the goat in my opinion. It really depends on the teams because you know we always talk about how Belichick really maybe made Brady, which is obviously not true because Brady's in the Super Bowl, or how much they've influenced each other and how that might be like something to think about when considering Brady the GOAT, which I think he is. Um, like if Andy I don't Reed think anyone stays, disagrees with you. Yeah, I think if Andy Reid stays with Mahomes, it might be the same situation. But I think Mahomes is way more talented, and we've all seen it on the field than Brady has, than Brady is, and, and he's shown it like – yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think the I don't think the Belichick I don't think the Belichick Brady I don't think that's analogous to to Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. It's a totally different 
It's a totally different conversation. The Belichick Brady thing was more was more people would watch the games. Brady threw to a lot of open receivers. He wasn't like this incredible, insane athlete. He didn't make plays like guys like Aaron Rodgers did, where they're scrambling out of the pocket, hitting guys on the sideline. He just made consistent, good, solid, open throws. Yeah. So people people were kind of like, um, everyone's open all the time. Is it really, you know, everyone's open? It's not like crazy deep throws. Is is it really Tom Brady? Is it Belichick? But the but the Patrick Mahomes thing is more. People watch Patrick Mahomes, and your jaw drops on some of the plays that he makes. Yeah. The, the offense is good. We're not going to take that away from Andy Reid, obviously. Yeah. But I don't think that I don't think that coach quarter I don't think those two coach quarterback not, sets are at all comparable. I mean, I'm thinking back to last week before the conference championships, this might be the best outcome out of all four of those teams, especially when you think about it in the like the greater like scheme of things. Maybe game-wise, the Packers would have been a little more exciting to watch in the Super Bowl. I don't really know at this point, but like it's it's the goat versus the baby goat kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And Mahomes, like he steals that thunder from Brady, and it's and it's possible that maybe this is a rematch for next year. Like Brady comes back, maybe maybe like you know that would be. I think the the best the best thing that we would have is let's say Patrick Mahomes beats Tom Brady this year, and then next year Brady comes back to defend his honor and steals back the crown. That'd be ridiculous. That's the only way. That's the only way I would want to rematch. If yeah. Brady wins, if Brady wins, I'm I would be good with just saying, okay, Brady's the goat. We're done. No need to do this again. Yeah. That's also because I don't love I don't love Super Bowl rematches. Really. NBA, I kind of like having the same teams in the finals sometimes, but I don't really like it in the NFL. I think it's exciting when the new team when new teams make it. I think it is exciting, but I mean, a rematch is a rematch, right? A rematch is kind of sick. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's, I think it's more fun when you have a rematch in the playoffs from like a close game in the regular season or like a division rivals playing each other in the playoffs. Uh huh. Yeah. That's my favorite rematches in football. One one quick thing before we move on to the quarterback market. Does this Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl, does that at all hurt Bill Belichick's legacy? You know, Belichick had a pretty crappy team this year. Cam Newton didn't play great. Um, I really I, I I don't know. I don't think so. I think Belichick is still maybe the best of all time. I agree with you. I don't think it's. I think the only thing it does is I think it shuts up people who thought this was all Belichick. Oh yeah, I think, but I I still really think Belichick made Brady. You, I mean, you could make the argument that Belichick allowed Brady to get really good, but once Brady got really good, he kind of he didn't need. Yeah, yeah. I could see I could see that argument. There's no real way of proving it, but I could definitely that argument sits well with me. I guess. Yeah, I, I think. I think Belichick made Brady good. All right, let's talk to Sean Watson first of uh, all the quarterbacks that are on the market. Yeah, I, I'm going to open by commenting that the new GM of the the Texans, I forget his name. I think he was like the pre, like the president of player coordinations or something like that on the Patriots last year. Um, but he came out in a press conference and said, we we obviously want Deshaun Watson on this team, and we have zero intention of trading him, which is obviously ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. Why why do you think it's ridiculous? Well, I think Deshaun Watson will sit out if they don't trade him. That's what I think will happen. And even if he does sit out, that's not. It's not even like a. It doesn't even hurt him at all. It doesn't even hurt him at all. When Le'Veon Bell sat out, people, we can see that it kind of hurt him because he's not as good as he was. People didn't really believe in him necessarily at once he started to say, I don't think I think I don't think anyone would say Deshaun Watson is not an elite quarterback anymore if he sits out the year because the Texans won't trade him. I mean And then they'll be more, and if they don't trade him, they'll be more screwed than they were before. They just continually piss him off, right? They get rid yeah, of it's crazy. They get rid of um Hopkins. Um 
then they hire a coach. I forgot who they without are. without talking to him. Without talking to him, and he's like a bad coach too. It's like it, what's it's, his name's David Cully. He was in the passing game of the Ravens, who had, um, by the way, the worst passing game in the league last year. Um, like. Why are you doing that to him? They, I think it's just a poorly run organization. I think by saying, like, we have zero interest in trading him is, I mean, I feel like you have to say it, right? You're, you you have to say it. I, he, he's so good, and you obviously want him to be the centerpiece. Do we think the, the relationship between them is broken? I think so. I think after – I think what could have happened was, one – they could invent a time machine and not trade DeAndre Hopkins. That's the ideal. Ideal. Um, but two, they could have at least said to him, look, Deshaun Watson, let's give this one more year. We know this year was bad. Bill O'Brien made a terrible trade. We are, like, we're just as sorry that that happened as you are. But talk to us. Find a coach that you like. Let's build a team that you like. Let's, we'll trade for a receiver that you like. We'll trade for defenders that you like. Let's, let's try to run this back. I think if that happens, maybe Deshaun Watson says, fine, I can deal with that. Once they hired this, 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 uh, this coach without him, I think that's when the that, – I think that's – if I were Deshaun Watson, that would be when the relationship ends for good. Yeah, I mean, thinking back to these, like thinking, – thinking back to the – like the, all these really successful QBs, right? You think of Mahomes, Brady, like those QBs – I feel like everything runs through them when a team is making a decision. Like, should it be that way? Probably not because, you know, like you're playing on the field. You don't want to really be involved in the business side. Um, But you know what? That's what it's going to have to be. And look how successful the Patriots were with Brady. I mean, look at the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks don't really, you know, obviously they're not not winning so much. But, um, I mean, look at the Saints. They're so good for so long. And then you – you look at QBs that are kind of like divas, right? That make a big deal. Um, you could say Aaron Rodgers is a diva. Um, I, I say that with with confidence. Um, and I mean they've they've been successful, but they're not winning. So I feel like maybe you do have to run things through Deshaun Watson. He's the one. He's the he's maybe the most important person in the whole organization. The QB's the most important person on the field, so I don't see why he's not the most important person in the organization. So I guess. You do have to kind of run things things through him. And Bill O'Brien, obviously, that was not the case. He obviously was a GM and the coach at the same time, which – Which almost never works. Almost never works. You obviously have to have, like, a Belichick kind of guy for that to actually work or an Andy Reid kind of guy for that to work. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think they, they need to tr- – they have to at least try and restore this connection because, like, the Sean Watson's maybe a top, top – five QB in the league right now. Maybe top top ten. Definitely top ten. Um but yeah, he I don't know. Yeah, I I I totally agree. And just to even build off that and in a way kind of disagree, I guess, is I think there is a way to, to fix a relationship, which is to trade him. That's the only way that this ends in like some at all civil football operation. Meaning if, if he, I think if he's on the team by the start of the season He's not going to play. It's going to be a whole big thing. It's just the whole thing's going to get even worse. And then, event, and then he'll leave in free agency. They won't even get anything out of him. Well, he's under so contract the, the only for way, like, ten, like five more years. So. so never mind. He won't leave in free agency. Honestly, he'll just uh, – I feel like if I were him, I would just say – if I were him, I would just say, this is crazy. I'm, I'm going to sit. I don't even care if it takes years. So even if he is under contract. Makes no I, it, to me it would make no difference if I, I was just there. don't see how they keep on making these irrational decisions when he's like he's obviously hitting them but it's obviously it's a, such a poorly run organization that something like this is happening yeah yeah so where do you think the best destination is for him forget about trade packages just purely the best place for him to go it's a very good question. It, I kind of like the Panthers. The Panthers would be sick. The Him Pan- and Christian McCaffrey, they have a solid receiving core. Yeah, I don't even, think it's, more, I don't even think it's Christian McCaffrey. I think it's more um, 
It's more their receiving core, you know? Yeah. None of the teams that seem to be in play for him seem to have any top-notch receivers like DeAndre Hopkins. So going to the Panthers, it wouldn't be like he's missing out on some crazy good passing game. I really like the Broncos in this situation. I really like the Broncos. I don't as much. I don't as much. I would say it's Panthers and Dolphins for me. Dolphins could be good, but they got to get some more weapons on the outside. I think Broncos get Jerry Judy, the rookie wide receiver, get Cortland Sutton back from an ACL tear. Um, and then you have a good run game. Like you have Melvin Gordon, right? Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, and you have Noah Fan, and their O-line was really solid. Um, get that high altitude. He's whipping it in the air. I think the Broncos could be really Yeah, good. actually that could fit. That could fit. And the Broncos, it, like their defense is all right. I think their defense is definitely better than the Panthers. I, I'm looking at teams where you plug them in and they're, they're instantly in the playoffs. And I think the Broncos are like that. Um, what would be Honestly, I think with a guy as talented as that, most, most teams are like that. Yeah. I think that would blow my mind would be a Stafford for Watson trade. I mean, that would be crazy, but I don't see any reason why Matthew Stafford would want that. And I'm sure he gets. I'm sure he's going to get some sort of say as to where he wants to go. Yeah. Um. I mean, prior to what their offense isn't horrible. The Texans, like they, they're they're probably going to lose Will Fuller, but if they kept Will Fuller, like their offense isn't super bad. Brandon Cooks underratedly at a thousand yards. Their O line is meh. Actually, their O line is pretty poor, but. But nothing gets much worse than the Lions O line. You got David Johnson. I think it's more their defense and them not winning. Um, but yeah, I think that would be insane. I think a better fit than Sean Watson with the Broncos would be Stafford with the Niners. Yeah, I've seen that too. They're just ready to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess. Yeah, and I was saying this earlier. I think a team who's gonna put pressure on their on their QB, they're starting young QB like um, the the Titans did a few years ago. Like maybe some somebody like the Giants or the Jets, they get Garoppolo, and I see a Ryan Tannehill situation maybe playing out with Jimmy G. What do you mean? Like Tannehill was sitting behind Mariota for a few games. Mariota was playing like butt cheeks, and then Tannehill steps in and gets like thirty touchdowns that year, and like. 10 games or something crazy like that. So you're think, saying Garoppolo is going to go to a team and do that? Possibly. I mean, I I don't think it's so improbable, to be honest. I really don't think so. Because he – I mean, we saw him – maybe he didn't play insanely well like a Super Bowl QB should last year. But, you know, you still have to be somewhat good to bring a team to a Super Bowl. Yeah. That is true. I, it, I think it's possible he goes back to the Patriots. I think I honestly think that 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 Bill Belichick would want that. I mean, the only reason it's from the rumors that we all hear, the only reason that they moved on from him in the first place was because of Brady. Right. Brady. Was Bill Belichick. Best. Bill Belichick wanted to move on from Brady. Yeah. If 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 we remember, which we do, which we definitely do, that'd be crazy. Yeah, I think the QB market is just—it's crazy this year. There's so many different guys who could fit in so many different places. I, I I think there are certain guys that I don't see moving, like like Carson Wentz. It, yeah, it, I don't see Carson Wentz heard, moving either. Which honestly, I don't want him to move. I want him to start the season. I yeah, think there's still. I think there's a lot of talent in him. Yeah, that's what I was potential. saying. Like he 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 gets as talented as they come, right? So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, Another – oh, go ahead. You got And this. all these teams that are kind of looking for QBs are picking in the top 10 of the draft, which is usually how it is. But this draft class, when it comes to QBs, is super deep. We got Trevor Lawrence, who's obviously going to go first, Justin Fields, um, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, um, Mac Jones. They got all, all types of guys stepping in. So another big thing to think about is – the trade packages, which we were ignoring before just when we were talking about fits because we wanted to just brainstorm about where we thought these guys should go. Yeah. So two questions, I would say. One is Jaguars specific. 
Texans get on the phone right now and say, Deshaun Watson is yours, and we'll figure out some package, but we need the first overall pick. If you're the Jaguars, do you take that? On paper, right, it seems like like you're, you're getting you're getting your a guy that's going to step in and obviously going to put up great numbers. He's a top 10 QB, as I said before, um, and he's going to give you all he's got, right? Yeah. Uh, even though their offense is maybe worse than the Texans was. But from like a business standpoint, from even a moral standpoint, like Isaac Block, shout out to him, was saying how you, you obviously you want to draft a guy and him to be your guy. You you need a draft like you, you gotta draft Trevor Lawrence, you know, the upside. You're gonna look like a donkey if you don't draft him uh right. So you, you got you wanna take Trevor Lawrence, get Urban Meyer, coach former coach of Ohio State to groom him and you know, really get him to where everybody's saying he is. I one hundred percent disagree with you. Yeah, you I, I don't you think I can disagree that. with you more. If you have an established top ten quarterback, I would give Basically anything for that guy. There's no, there's no reason to take. I don't think there's any reason to take a bet on, on a guy coming out of college, if you know that you have a top ten quarterback who came from the same college. So, uh, if you have an opportunity to get him, an established NFL quarterback, who who will probably bring you to the playoffs. There's no reason to take the bet on, to take the bet on on the rookie. There have been quarterbacks in the past who have been drafted early who have totally flopped. Yeah, there is a there. There's a risk when you draft a quarterback. Obviously, like there's a risk when you draft anybody. Thing is, I just don't think that the Jaguars team is in a good enough position to to trade like three, four picks away, or it'd probably be like two or three more, like two, three picks away for one for one QB when you draft when you could draft. A QB that will be astoundingly great, um, and it's almost guaranteed. And you could take like another wide receiver and like a defensive player and or an offensive lineman with those other two picks that you'd be trading away. I just don't think the Jaguars team is is built for that. I just don't think there's enough talent on their team, and there's so many holes to fill on their team. I get that perspective. But the the big part that I disagree with you, which is why I disagree with you on the whole thing, is that he's good. That Trevor Lawrence is definitely going to be astoundingly great. I just don't. You just. I really believe that we honestly just don't know. We can but do our also, best to guess, but we really we really don't know. Also, think about it this way: the Jaguars team. Let's say take away take away te- um, Deshaun Watson from the Texans. Texans. The Jaguars team is worse than that team is at almost all aspects. So. What's stopping me from saying that the ja- that the the tech the the Jaguars with Deshaun Watson aren't going to be great? Like the, I mean the Jaguars, the Texans would have drafted third overall this year if they had their first round pick. That's with Deshaun Watson. Like, is he really good enough to pick up a team like that? And then you're looking like a donkey, as I said, because then you pick you trade your first rounders for the next two three years, and then the Texans are using those picks in the first. The, with the first 10 picks, because that's where the Texans have been in the top two years. Um, yeah, I so, get where yeah. you, I get that perspective. Now, what about Will Fuller? We mentioned him for a second. If you're Will Fuller, this is what I would do if I were Fuller, honestly. I would wait to see if Deshaun Watson gets traded. And if he gets traded somewhere, go honestly, he goes. Uh, yeah, I would just go where he goes. That'd be very interesting. Because that's a connection you've made. If you're Will Fuller, you want to be a top receiver. You You have... Potential to be a top receiver. Definitely potential. So, I mean, he was a top receiver this year. So, let's say, let's say Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Dolphins for a bunch of picks. If, yeah. if Will Fuller goes to the Dolphins and said, sign me, I, there's no reason I would think the Dolphins wouldn't want that. And then, in which case, the Dolphins have just picked up a fantastic quarterback-receiver duo. Yeah. There's only a few teams I would see. I could theoretically see Will Fuller wanting to go – that already have quarterbacks like the Eagles or the Browns, but even the Browns, he wouldn't be a top receiver. So yeah, I think I man, think I overall, I think overall, if I were Will Fuller, I would follow Deshaun Watson. I think there are a few teams that can do that, especially afford that. Um, but I could see the Jets doing that. 
Um, I don't like I don't like this whole thing where everyone wants to go to the Jets. The Jets are not good. If no, you go, if, the, if Deshaun Watson goes to the Jets, they, they they I don't think no. Why why would you want to go there? The market, man. The market. Go to the Giants. The Giants are a better market. If you want to play in New York, go to the Giants. Better off to him. The Giants are going to trade for him. Sadly, I would love them to trade. I would love the Giants to trade. Okay, listen out here. Daniel Jones, okay, you got your QB. You take a chance on him. And two first-round picks, a second-round pick, and a third-round pick. People are saying they want to throw in Saquon, but I just don't have the heart to do that um, personally. Also, I, I don't see why the Texans would do that if they already have David Johnson. So I'm saying Daniel Jones, two first, a second, and a third for Deshaun Watson. And maybe throw in another third or something like that. Yeah, I think if I were the Giants, I would want to do that too. But if you're the if you're the Texans, would you want to do that? Yeah, you're getting you're getting a slew of picks. The Texans have no leverage in this situation. So if you're the Texans and anyone is approaching you with some fat package of a bunch of draft picks, I really think you have no choice. I mean, I don't know. The Texans just came out and said, "Do you think the Texans saying we have zero interest in trading Deshaun Watson is a ploy to get a bigger package?" Yes, I do. It definitely is. I mean. We've seen like teams teams before say that when players don't have when players want to get traded and they've ended up playing like we've seen we've seen Aaron Rodgers say like oh I don't know where I'm gonna go maybe I'm gonna go to a different team I'm fed up because we just drafted QB but look he plays for the Packers the next season every single year like we see that so often I think yeah. this is definitely a more severe situation than Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers um but yeah yeah I I am in agreement on that let's move on to some NBA talk for a little bit. We'll start with – I want to start with the Rockets, honestly. The Rockets are way more interesting to me than the Nets are. Agreed. I mean, I – you look at all these NBA teams, right? You look at the, the Trailblazers. You look at the – yeah, mostly the, the Trailblazers, maybe even the Cavs. But all these teams – you look at Washington, right? Right. These teams – they try and establish a Curry-Clay connection where you just have an insane backcourt and expect to win. I mean, big crap, right? You have, you're not winning games. Teams, this doesn't work anymore. You need somebody in the front court, And you, you think to yourself, oh, the Rockets are trying to do that. They have Oladipo and John Wall. But guess who else they have? Christian, Christian Wood. Wood. Exactly. This team is in prime position. Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. And on top of that, think about the core three. John Wall. Victor Oladipo, Christian Wood, every single one of them is playing with a chip on their shoulder. Victor Oladipo has to prove that he's still got it. John Wall has to prove that he's still got it. Christian Wood has to prove, for some reason, that he's a top, a top big man in the NBA. So they're all playing with the chip on their shoulder. Agreed. And they're, prob- they're probably all really pissed that this, that this whole Harden thing just happened. Yeah. Christian and they were, all, they were all really angry at him for, uh, for jumping shit. So they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, and they're playing fantastic. Yeah, I would like to make a comment about the Nets. Um, they're obviously like they've lost games, right? They're not playing as well as everybody thought they would, um, even though they're starting to pick it up. They really do remind me of the Buccaneers in a sense that at the beginning of the season, they're not playing that great, but I really think they'll pick it up. I yeah, think they'll pick I, it up. actually, I really get that analogy. The one thing, the one thing with the Nets has definitely been their defense. But the rumors are that they're going to get Andre Drummond from the Cavaliers. I saw that because the Cavaliers, I think, want to start playing Jared Allen. That I think that would be the that would be the piece that solves their problems, and then the Nets would just be, be unstoppable. Absolutely ridiculous. Or I saw something about Kevin Love. I'm less intrigued by Kevin Love, just because I think Andre Drummond is still a top center in the NBA. I think people forget that. While Kevin oh, no, Love he definitely is. Well, Kevin Love is at the tail end of his career. Honestly, he, probably at the very, very end of his career. He is, but he reminds me, like he—he's like a Marcus Gasol on the Toronto Raptors situation, right? You're saying if he went to the Nets, that's what he would be. Yeah, he could be in some ways, like a good player, a, a solid piece, not a future player. I get that, but he, I think Kevin Love is different because I don't think Kevin Love. Kevin Love wouldn't solve the problems that the Nets have the way that Marc Gasol helped the Raptors. Meaning Marc Gasol 
was a force, was a, a defensive force. He was a very quality center. Whereas Kevin Love is a good perimeter shooter. He's got, he's got his skills, but he's not an elite defender. So the issues aren't solved. Yeah. And if, I mean, if you what, really what want – What would you trade for Drummond? Got to have well, no, Landry they're, they're going to go they, – they think they're going to go buyout. That's, that's the word around is that, that Drummond's going to get a buyout and they're just going to sign him. But why would why would the the Cavaliers do that? I, I I honestly am not sure. Maybe the Nets, maybe the Nets don't want to. Uh, maybe the Nets don't want to trade anyone. And for, I mean, it makes a little sense for the Cavaliers because if you buy someone out, he's off your contract. They can start playing Jared Allen. I mean, for the Cavaliers, it makes a little bit of sense because the Cavaliers are not in a win today situation the way the Nets are. So it doesn't really matter to them if they get rid of their their starting center who isn't necessarily so interested anymore anyways. Do you ask for maybe Dewey? No, because I don't think the Nets are – because the Nets know that – the Nets know that Andre Drummond wants to buy. I don't think the Nets are going to – I don't think the Nets have – can afford to start trading anymore. C- to continue trading, sorry. I don't think the Nets can afford to continue trading. They're not – they're not very not deep. Nets. It's a matter of why, why would the Cavs just give him away – when they know a team wants them, like why? Why would they just give them away? Like, well, that? that's why just they... I, I, I get the confusion. I kind of agree with it, but that's just how it goes. And the Cavaliers, the report is that the Cavaliers are willing to buy out Andre Drummond. So, for the Cavaliers, yeah, I think for the Cavaliers, it's just like, for the Cavaliers, it's just like, we have Jared Allen now. He's a good young center. We don't need Andre Drummond anymore. He's if you buy him out, you don't have him under contract, so you can sign other young players, and you mm-hmm. can afford cap space. So it, it, I guess it makes sense for them in that way. I get what you're saying. Why wouldn't the Nets want to trade? But I just don't think that's how the transaction is going to go down. I think the Cavs could be a great team. Yeah, in a few years, I think, I think so too. Sexton is balling. Yeah, he really is. He's an absolute beast. Yeah, in a few years, in a few years he could be a top point guard. He reminds me of like a Russell Westbrook type of person. Let's just hope he doesn't doesn't fall into this freaking Russell Westbrook. I'm a Steph Curry now shooting. I'm the best player in the league type of attitude. No, no, no. I, I think he's I think he's younger and smarter, which you don't really find very often. But you know, like I don't know, Russell Westbrook is kind of crazy. Almost having a triple double. Fun fact: um, this it's it's a bogus stat. It's a bogus stat. He's having a triple double and he's bad. He's bad. He could be the best point guard in the league if he just, if he just, you know, drove and kick every time, or he drove and finished at the rim. If I were the Wizards, I, if I was the Wizards, I would say to him, no more shooting outside. Literally, every one of your shots has to be in the paint. Interesting. He's not a good shooter. I, it, I, it's it's gotten to a point where Bradley, where they should be, where everyone is saying they that that Bradley Beal should be freed. I honestly don't doubt that Brad that Bradley Beal. I, I, I fully believe that Bradley Beal will not be a wizard by the trade deadline. And then they're just going to the be Knicks, stuck. Baby, give him to the Knicks. I, I by the way, am going to say this very proudly. I was correct that the Wizards should not have traded John Wall. My belief was that the Wizards should run it back with John Wall and Bradley Beal for this season. And they didn't, and it I mean... screwed them over. I think they'd be better. John Wall's playing better than, than Russell Westbrook is. I mean... All we can see is that the Wizards are bad with Russell Westbrook and the Rockets are picking it up with John Wall. God damn, he's so good. Who is? Deal. Yeah, it's insane. For, he's had 13 40-point games in the past two seasons, and they're 1-12 in, in those games. He's making plays, too. He averages a lot of assists per game. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's really insane that they're, that they're bad. It's definitely not Beal's fault, obviously. Give him to the Knicks. Trade... What do you think a trade package for him would look like? Three first rounders. Yeah, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a picks trade. It's going to be it's going to be similar to the to the Nets Rockets trade. The would, real the real part of it is picks. Would you go Julius Randle and three first round picks for Bradley Beal? Yeah, possibly, but Bradley Beal's not going to want that and. Bradley Beal's preferred destinations are like the Lakers, the Sixers, yeah, and the Heat. The Lakers are not changing anything up. I don't think the Lakers are changing anything I mean, up. they don't necessarily have to, 
But if the Lakers have the opportunity to snag Bradley Beal, that basically secures them a championship. So why wouldn't they? I think yeah. I think he would be a good fit on the Heat. This might be some bias a little bit, but I really think he'd be a good fit on the Heat. Uh, oh no! They need they need an offensive spark, especially now that Jimmy has not been playing in a while. Tyler Hero's good, but Bradley Beal's a lot better, and Tyler Hero gets a little crazy at times. I think it works because Jimmy Butler is a star who, so far we've seen on the Heat, doesn't need to be a diva in the past a little bit, but not right now. So Bradley Beal would be able to take the reins of the offense. I think he'd be a good fit on the heat. I think Bradley Beal wants a team where he's really like the main person. You know, I don't so think I think if he went to the heat, he'd be end up being the main person. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't think, I don't think he'll want to go to the Lakers to be honest. I mean, who doesn't want to go to the Lakers, but I don't know if, no, I totally get that. Honestly, I, t- I really do totally get that. It's all about if he wants a ring. If he really wants a ring badly, then he'd be willing to get traded to the Ooh, Lakers. What if he gets traded to the Warriors? Is that a possibility? I don't know, but would it like... Yeah, that'd be crazy. Curry and Bradley Beal, that'd be insane. They'd probably... Do you think they'd trade Clay? Nope. I don't think the Warriors would trade Clay. From, a, from an on-paper standpoint, from an on-paper standpoint... If some package involved Clay and you would end up getting Bradley Beal, on paper, I don't know how you wouldn't be able to take that if you were the Warriors. But, you know, you don't play on paper. You play in a league. People have feelings. People get attached. There's a lot of loyalty involved with the Warriors. I don't think they'd end up trading Clay Thompson. Yeah, I don't think so either, especially how much he's been through. And I don't even know if he has – I don't. it's possibly he has a no-trade clause. I honestly don't know. Probably but if, and if He signed he, a max like a year ago, no? Yeah, so he almost definitely doesn't. If he – if he has that clause, there's no way he wants to be traded. Bring him to the Knicks, baby. Bring him to the Knicks. Uh, you wish. The two top teams are now in the conferences. Sixers in the East, Jazz in the West. I'm not surprised by the Sixers. I think they're a fantastic team. Embiid is the MVP this year through 20-ish games. I think that's that's a, a clear fact. I don't think you can argue that. The Jazz, however, surprised me a little bit. The Jazz not really that, jumped the Not Lakers? that I didn't think. Not that I didn't think they would be good, just that I didn't think they'd be the one seed. I mean, they've won 10 in a row. We were talking or about Or 10 of their team. past 10. We were talking about when Gobert signed that max deal, and I was saying, like, they need both their players to play, like, really their best ball ever together because I don't see them beating a Lakers team or maybe a, a Clippers yeah, team. But and like, that's, that's at, what's happening. That's yeah. what's happening. Donovan Mitchell's at 23 points a game. Rudy Gobert's at 14 a game. Mike Conley is playing fantastic. He was not that good last year. He's been much better this year. Really just... Also, like, Jordan Clarkson. It's really, like, that. that's a team that is kind of all around really good because they have great shooters on the outside. And they have a big man on the inside. Uh, they have big men who A superstar in Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, that is a really good team. Well, I'm like, surprised a little bit that they're the one seed. I didn't think they'd be better than the Lakers. Yeah. But... Honestly, it makes sense now that now that we think about it. And the Spurs honestly surprised me a little bit too. I didn't think they'd be ten and eight, but DeJounte Murray's playing well. DeMar DeRozan's playing well. Popovich is obviously a fantastic coach. Yeah. That that I was not expecting. I'd say for me, they might be the biggest surprise of the season just because I honestly did not think they'd even be in playoff contention. Speaking of the Spurs just got vaccinated, including their coach, Ray Popovich. Oh, amazing. I'm 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 glad that we're finally going to go back to sports where we don't even have to think about corona at least soon. Yeah, I mean the and the NHL did have a bit of a scare at the beginning of the season when almost the whole team caught the case, but since the season has started, not there hasn't been a reported case. And yeah, NBA will eventually I think get past the whole corona scare. All of the, all of the sports leagues that resumed during corona had that problem. NFL had a couple corona things, but now we're good. MLB yeah. had that big scare. You just said the NHL had the scare, and the NBA has a few teams. Like, the Sixers had it, the Heat have it. Yeah. But now but now I think we're going to be in the clear at some point soon. Yeah. Especially with the vaccine coming in. God willing. So, a, little, a couple NBA predictions. Let's just do. And then, we'll, then we also have to pick Super Bowl because we didn't do that. Uh-huh. Do, you think, do you think the Jazz will end the season as the best no, team in the West? not at all. Not at all. You think the Lakers are gonna take I mean, over that? Look at tight. They're the Jazz are fourteen and four. Clippers are fourteen and five, and Lakers are fourteen and six. 
Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not like they have a significant it's really, Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you on that. I think the Jazz will not hold it. However, the Sixers, I do think they're going to hold it because I think they're the best team in the East. Oh, yeah. They're playing great basketball. Like, the, the Nets are the most talented team, but the, the lack of defense is, is hard, to, hard to look over. So maybe if the Nets get Andre Drummond, I'll switch around the prediction a little bit. But for now, if the rosters hold, I think the Sixers will end the, t- end the season as the, uh, as the one seed. Yeah. And let's do our quick Super Bowl picks. Last thing, Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. How could Sorry, you? Tom Brady. Sorry, how, Tom Brady. How could you? How, how could, could you, you not? not? Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. How could you not? All right. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed. And we'll be back probably for a Super Bowl review, maybe a little, little more NHL and some NBA.